720 WGN. Thank you for joining us. It's Heart Month. You're going to see TV anchors. And I haven't actually turned on national news yet today to see if TV anchors are wearing red. It usually falls on women. I don't see many guys doing the news wearing a red suit. Dr. Brian Smith knows a thing or two about heart disease. He is a cardiologist with the University of Chicago. And you work with the American Heart Association, right, doctor? Yes, I do. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'll just clue you in. My husband had a heart attack two weeks ago yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, How's he doing? He's doing amazingly well. You know, I got him to the hospital in time. It was in the lower circumflex. He got two stents put in, and they've already said, okay, you have no restrictions. Go back to living life, you know, obviously with some dietary restrictions, but he's always eaten well. Um, right. So can, what, what weighs heavier uh, you know, our genetics or how we live our life? So a little bit of everything. So first of all, I'm, I'm so glad your husband is doing well and, and he got the, the, the care that he needed. And, you know, it, it is a little bit of both, but I'll be honest. Um, what we know is that about 80% of cardiovascular disease is preventable, even if you do have genetics that predispose you to developing heart disease. So a lot of it has to do with the way we live our lives and what we're exposed to. Um, so meaning focusing on living a healthy lifestyle, um, with, with make sure we're really a healthy diet, staying active, uh, keeping away from smoking, and knowing what, what our numbers are is really the best way to prevent ourselves from developing cardiovascular disease. Yeah, and he does all that. You know, he's a farmer. He works hard. He's in good shape. Uh-huh. He eats well. Um, you know, it's just a, it, so, so through our conversations about this, a lot of people have brought up this calcium calcium scan. Is mm-hmm. that something that's available to everyone? I'm guessing insurance doesn't pay for it. And at what age should you consider having that if you have a history? Yeah, so, so you know, we do have these calcium scans, which are a good way to sort of screen patients for if they are at risk for coronary disease. Um, and many primary care physicians can, can, uh, can prescribe it or your cardiologist. And, you know, typically, I'll be honest, they're, they're really good for patients who may have a sort of lower risk profile. So if, if you're sort of lower risk and want to get that to sort of see if, if uh, further testing is warranted, that's, that's reasonable. But typically, if you have risk factors, if you're someone who has more risk factors, then there are other ways to, to screen um, screen you for, for um, uh, heart disease. And so in that case, a few more other risk factors, including high blood pressure, family history, um, history of obesity, or history of any heart disease, you should talk to your doctor about, um, about uh, various types of screening. And what are all those other types of screening? So, um, so for somebody who may have some risk factors and may have some symptoms, a stress test is a great screening tool. So if you're able to walk, a lot of times what, what doctors will do is they'll refer you for a stress test. They'll put you in a treadmill and then do imaging of your heart to see what happens to your heart under stress. That's sort of one of the best sort of screening tools we can do for patients who may have risk factors or who may have, have symptoms. Um, but for people who, who may have very significant symptoms and, and um, um, additional risk factors, um, on occasion, we'll go straight to doing a coronary angiogram, which is a test where we can um, get a look at the coronary arteries to see if there are any significant blockages there. And since you are a big part of the American Heart Association, they are celebrating women this month. They're encouraging women to go red. And we will see TV anchors tonight wearing those red dresses, right? We, we will. I have my red tie on as we speak. So I don't, not a lot of the men are, are participating, but I do have my red tie on. So, um, you know, And I think it's really a, a great way to have everyone take a moment to take stock of their health. Um, Go Red for Women is, is a great campaign because cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women. 
one out of three of every uh, all women will, will die of, court, of um, heart disease, um, and it claims more women's lives than all forms of cancer. So it's really important to make sure we're all aware of, of the effect that it has on uh, population. Dr. Smith, did you just say one out of every three women will die of heart disease? One out of every three women will die of heart disease, yes. And, and again, claims more lives than all forms of cancer combined. And I think we usually, we, we kind of say, well, guys never go to the hospital, you know, they're likely to have a heart attack, they don't speak up, but women are just as guilty of that, aren't they? Yes, and it's actually really interesting because and a lot of times men, when they have heart attacks, will sort of call it the Hollywood heart attack. It'll be, they'll have this um, squeezing kind of chest pain that's very dramatic, and, you know, the signs and symptoms are very clear. But with women, a lot of times the symptoms are much more subtle. So often women will have signs like mild shortness of breath, nausea, um, a little bit of fatigue, some arm pain. Um, we'll hear things like, oh, you know, I, I thought I, I had ate a, a bad burger or I felt a little bit nauseous for some reason. So sometimes the symptoms are, are much more subtle in women, but it's important to, to take note of them because if something doesn't feel right, you have to go see a doctor and be evaluated. And you know what's interesting, <coughs> excuse me, is trying to get an appointment with a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you, you know, so... So typically, if you have underlying risk factors or a family history, then it's great to go see a cardiologist. But for you know a lot of these cases, just initial sort of screening, if you have a primary care doctor, you can ask them about your risk factors to see if it's appropriate to then go see a cardiologist. Um, but what I always sort of say is that if something doesn't feel right, it's important to go see a physician. What we know about women and heart disease is that a lot of times, because the signs and symptoms are so subtle, when women do eventually go to the hospital to be evaluated, um, their heart attacks are diagnosed and uh, uh, much more delayed than others. And even when they're in the hospital, it's, um, the diagnosis is delayed as well. So, and that can really, really cause some, some poor outcomes for women as well. So I think at the end of the day, if something doesn't feel right, it's important to go to the ER or be evaluated, um, even if you can't in, get in to see a cardiologist. And that was our experience. He woke me up at one in the morning, said he had chest pains, which had, had never experienced before. He's never mm-hmm. had any issue like that. I rushed him to the hospital. They immediately do an EKG or an, uh, you know, and, and the blood proteins test. They do it again two hours later. They say, mm-hmm. we can't see anything. You're fine. Go home. Make an appointment with a cardiologist. Soonest appointment we can get uh, is 10 days away. And 48 mm-hmm. hours later, I rush him back and he's got a 100% blockage. Wow. Wow. What can we do as, as patients to have our voices heard, especially women who aren't really likely to push back on that and say, you know what, no, I still don't feel well. I need some help here. You are 100% right. And we see that a lot as well, that a lot of times these go go undiagnosed. Um, Patients will go to urgent care or even to an emergency department, um, and they bypass this diagnosis. So I, I think at the end of the day, just knowing about what the statistics are and knowing that you can be an otherwise healthy person who does have a heart attack and making sure that if something doesn't feel right, advocating for yourself to get further testing and further evaluation. Um, and if you're at a center that doesn't seem that it may be, may be listening to your concerns, then it's always appropriate to go get a second opinion somewhere else. And the thing is, uh, I'm not faulting the hospital because they did everything by the book. That is how it goes. And if there is not a heart attack in process or you haven't had one, I mean, in progress, um, that's, you know, the suggestion that's made. Do you see that ever changing? Do you see the medical industry saying, you know what, maybe we should listen a little closer or develop a new test for people who come into the ER? You know, you know, I, I think every center is different, and I'm really happy that 
Um, he got the care that he needed. You know, I, I think it just comes, it's very center specific. I think there are many, many centers and, and many physicians who listen to patients' concerns and, and make sure that, you know, knowing the statistics about how often this goes undiagnosed, doing the appropriate testing when patients are in, um, just to make sure that we're not missing something. So, you know, you know I, I, I think it has to come down to training and just, you know, more education about what, how um, different patients can, can come to the hospital with different. So the more we talk about it, the more we educate people, I think the better it will get. That is the key. Well, thank you for doing what you do, Dr. Brian Smith, a cardiologist, University of Chicago. Thanks for your contributions to the American Heart Association. And I hope people who needed to hear your message heard it today. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Elise Glink is going to join us after 3 o'clock. I read a headline that said, uh, shocking, astonishing, remarkable. We're running out of adjectives to describe this stunning jobs report that America's unemployment is lowest, the lowest since before the moon landing. We'll get her response to that. We'll talk to Robert Sherman about the Chinese balloon that's floating over Kansas right now. And parents, are you paying for your adult children's bills, at least one of them? We'll talk to the author of a study that says most of us are. That's after the news with Lauren Lapka from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.